Ladies and gentlemen, the acid capitalists, night has descended in St. Parts. Um, and I'm coming at you with the introduction. I do things in the reverse. Anyway, welcome another acid capitalist. And we're back with Josh Answers. Uh, jo and he should be called Josh Asks. Uh, Josh is of the trading fraternity. Uh, and he's he's out there trying to educate folk um, who are trying to get a, you know, the disenfranchised who are trying to get a leg up in the market. Um, and so this is an episode where I try and lay it out. I try to reflect on some of the things I've been writing on Twitter this week and trying to talk through some of the trades. We look at some of the charts. I really hope you enjoy it. I think it was fun. Um, we have the 30 minute break, I'm afraid, for everyone that kind of doesn't want to pay. Um, I'm sorry, folks, but, you know, and you know, I, you know, I ain't cheap, um, and I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to get the message to spread asset capitalism. I recommend you panic. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you already remember the face. I mean, you remember the torso too. We were talking about that, but it's Hugh Hendry. I hope you know about him by now, but we are doing part two. We're going to talk a little bit about what we talked about last time. That was in the middle of the banking collapse and everything else going on. But now we got a couple of other things happening in the world from debt ceiling to even NVIDIA up $200 billion. I mean, the day we're doing this, we're even doing this on a crazy day. So, Hugh. How are you living, man? How has it been? It looks like you're at a new location this time, too. It's looking beautiful out there. Yeah, Josh, um, my brother, great to be back. Um, the last time we spoke, I was in Malibu, and now I'm in St. Bart's. I mean, where's my violin? My life, <laughs> you know, is so tough. I've, I've been on the road for three months. I got, I got back to my spiritual French home this week, and... Um, I'm ready, Josh. Bring it on. Yeah, you're ready. All right, let's go. Number one, I'm, it's, everybody's talking about it, debt ceiling. I, I feel like we have to talk about it. I know, y'all, it's not supposed to happen. It's good. You know, I grew up in the era of this, you know, so like 2011, 2013, I was a younger guy getting into stocks and all that. So I saw a different episode of it. But but what do you think right now? I mean, where if we get a deal or not tomorrow, there's only a couple days till the supposed X date. I mean, where do you stand on this right now? I, I mean, it's like I'm taking a, pl a plane trip of which I take many, you know, <laughs> it's the assignment of probabilities. You, you can't say never. And yet we fly, you know, oh. I fly high. Hey, um, wow. The, um, it's going to be resolved. I think it will be resolved um, Friday. Friday. Tomorrow. If it's tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. If, 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 or today, it's people, it's the folk watch this. If it's not, we got the Memorial uh, Weekend. Uh, we start trading in Tuesday. If they don't resolve it tomorrow, um, you know, the, the, the equity market will come down hard. You know, the, the equity market will just start breaking things until the knuckleheads uh, get a deal. Uh, but we'll get a deal. So, but um, but even yeah. in the same respect of the analogy, flying. So you're not worried about the turbulence and take it, and you're not worried about the pilot either, or or anybody else on the crew. I'm worried about the damn pilot. <laughs> I mean, they're all damn crazy. Um, and turbulence, turbulence. Yeah, I mean, I've got my seatbelt on. I mean, you know, I'm out there staking my reputation on the 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 thirty year treasuries or the TLT, and you know. 
Those suckers are bleeding. They're, well, they're, okay, they're, and that's so that and that's all right. The perfect, great segue because literally, I want to talk about the bonds now. And I mean, this last this last couple weeks, I mean, it's been like part of the debt ceiling. People are worried about like, what do you think about the refunding now? So, like, if depending on the resolution, how do you think that's going to play out for the bonds and the tilts and everything else? Yeah, I mean, like you know, the the ordinary folk have been have been. Pe- They've been peddled like this kind of fantasy nonsense. Again, folks, remember, right? They're, they're talking heads. They're people they interview on TV. The guys that and the ladies that wear suits, you know, the the Palm Springs pearl set. <laughs> I watched something yesterday. Oh my god! Someone sent me a link on Twitter, and it was the Goldman Sachs head of I would call a head of anti wealth, and she's like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we think this is the point in the cycle. We call it the bend. It's not the break. I mean, like, oh, I mean, cute slogan, but bad banana. Um, what was the question again, Josh? I'm like, so how are you feeling about like? I mean, with the bonds oh, right now, do you think oh, the bonds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the they're, refunding, they're, the refunding with the, the refunding. treasury. Oh my god, the refunding. Yeah. But years are going to go higher because they're going to sell so many treasuries. That is. Misleading. Okay. So, oh, um, see, there you go. That's yeah. a that's a hot take. That's a hot take. What do you? So I, I want the good folk to go onto the www and look up Say's Law. S A Y S. A French economist dead dead a long time ago, but a, a cute little statement that supply creates its own demand. Okay, so let me put that into context. The environment that creates the supply, and what is the supply? The supply is of treasuries. Uh, It typically comes in a bad economic environment, and the treasury's got to step up and and spend because no one else wants to to spend. It's got to, like Atlas is trying to support and hold the ecosystem up. And therefore, that coincides essentially with risk aversion. Like the people don't really want to take a lot of risk. And and so once you take away like that tiny probability that the plane's going to go down, um, then you reinstate the desire. And believe me, the desire presently is for riskless securities. You know, and, and that doesn't just mean government bonds, the manifestation of riskless in the stock market, you know, is this absurd concentration of the returns in the S&P 500. Like 12 stocks have accounted for more of the gain. And indeed, you mentioned NVIDIA. Like, so today it's even more extreme. Probably that the 12 stocks account for like 115% of the S&P's gains year to date. Why is that? It's because they're deemed to be riskless riskless in the sense that um they are independent of the economic cycle and forget the talking heads if you are engaged in the economy if you're an entrepreneur if you have a business you don't need me to tell you that the economy is soft yeah so um the supply thing is just like people peddle fears i just try and peddle logic I feel so. I I love it. So you're saying the demand will be met. The demand 
700 billion a trillion dollars at refunding it'll be met and then now we get rid of the debt ceiling impasse nothing to worry about everyone's going to eat it up and that's that's what you're saying right that's kind of what i'm saying i mean i I was putting out today on on the twitter i was like i think the more important question is um, where do stocks go with the resolution yeah Uh, because stocks have traded sideways uh, for the last year. Half a year, I know. I mean, it's that's kind of wicked. I've been saying I that a lot. I think it's more than half a year. I think it's a year, almost a year. Um, and I think that's likely con- to continue. I mean, I, I put out a, a, a kind of trade idea, which was a call and a put spread, but it was kind of just like, you know, grand old Duke of, Duke of York. You know, we've been trading at the kind of six-month or nine-month highs, 430, I think, on the on the spider or 420 on the spider. Um, and I th- and the range is 420, 360, don't quote me, but ish, yeah. And I think we just, you know, we marched them up to the top of the hill and we marched <laughs> yeah. them down again. Why? Because, you know, the market presently doesn't want to go down. Uh, the Fed doesn't want to cut rates. And so I think in the immediate future, we're just kind of go wiggly and people are going to, but you know, what happens is people buy highs and they sell lows. Market's just a distribution system. It's distributing your wealth to other people. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> That's pretty much. But let me, let me ask you this with even the, the, the wigglies and staying up here. Cause I, I agree with that to a degree. How would you apply that to the bonds? Do you think the same thing, that same scenario could happen to yields right now? Even like tilt, is there a scenario where? we kind of stay range bound even on the yields. If we go through this six months, 12 months, no cutting, but then no desire or apparent risk to go down. Is there a scenario where the bonds then kind of do the same thing? Yeah. I mean, they've been doing this. I mean, well, okay. Um, so the, the bonds have, you know, if you look at the TLT and you look at the candles and what have you, um, they, They've been, I think they're marking a bottom. That may be my prejudice, okay? But, you know, we're employed to have a prejudice. And like I say, I've, my reputation's on the line. But they've they've gone sideways. I mean, up and down, but sideways. Um, yeah, but you, so you but, think, though, that previous high on like the 10-year or even like the 20-year, 30-year, you thought you think the October high on yields is that's that's our bottom there? Or the top on the yields? Yeah, I I, that, that, that's my bet. So um, I know the number's better on the TLT where I'm kind of, um, trading the options. Um, I'm long the kind of at the money January 25. Um, so, I mean, a couple of things there. Tr- trading options, please don't be a hero. If you're a hero, <laughs> you're going to go to zero. You're just being a sucker. You're paying the man. They, they'll, they'll write those options to you every day. Amen. So. <laughs> Like no more than ten percent out of the money, you know. Keep it real, folks. And if you're buying options, uh, buy time. Like theater is such a killer. So that's why I'm kind of um, hundred strikes, and I'm out to twenty twenty five because things just take a long time yes. to break. But you Either just said up, theater up. is a killer. I love no. it. I feel. No. Amen. Option traders. I hope you heard that. I no. feel. Actually, let me no. I mean, ask you this. Let's. I mean, when did you even start with like? long duration bonds like were you even trading these back in like 08 07 how long have i mean i guess this the fascination with the tilts how long have we been been focusing on this yeah so the well the tilts specifically 
I came into this year and my, you know, my slogan was this market's easy. I may regret saying that, uh, but it was meant to be kind of controversial, but is this market's easy? Uh, nothing in stocks and you own like the TLT. Um, you know, but I, I still think to, to give you a little credit there, man, I, I think you're kind of right on the easy sense going back to what we just said about the 5% bonds, 6% bonds. I mean, in a weird way, there's still the easy dynamic of you could sit there and still get a solid return if you're okay with missing out on 200 PE NVIDIA or, or just, mm. just rocket ship, you know? Mm. Well, I mean, many things there again. Um the last, the NVIDIA, you know, if I'd, I, 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 I took so much troll and, <laughs> and bad, like bad karma. Cause I was, I said to the community, you know, if I had it all over again to do my message, if I was my first year, actually I did this. If I think about it, um, you got to get out the gates and you got to be a hero, a smart hero. Okay. Um, but what you want to find is you want to find something that is in a profound rocket ship uptrend. It'll be volatile, so you're going to have to have your wits around you. But you can't be launching a hedge fund and kind of targeting 10% returns because no one cares, right? So I got lucky. Uh, the, the rocket ship for me in 2003 was gold. Mm. My God, that was hard. But I made 50% and I got 15 years of running a fund. Um, you know, if we look at the kind of the two years after COVID or the 18 months, the rocket ship was Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately it's, it's NVIDIA. And I, I've been cutting up and playing around with some of the Stan, um, the Stan, the legend, um, that you're the greatest macro trader of Mr. Mr. Drunken Miller, Mr. Drunken Miller himself. Um, and even Stan, Stan's saying, Hey, listen. Uh, he's been around for over 30 years trading. He's been through bad recessions. He's been through when the S&P's lost 60%. There's always something going up. It might be staples. Back in the 70s, it was oil. If you go back earlier, defense companies, there's always kind of something. And, and Stan was like, you know, don't tell me the fundamentals on the video. I just can't tell you, like, you know, we're in an arms race, uh, with regard to AI, and we're in an arms race with microchips uh, between the US and China, etc. And if the economy goes down, does Nvidia go down? Don't know. Question mark. So um, the the challenge with rocket ships is do not impose your fundamentals. Yeah, you know? then always respect the legitimacy of the price trend. And what we saw overnight, you know, the gap higher. Yeah, the earnings were it would seem exceptional, but the gap higher just. People were getting punished, you know. You do not be a contrarian on an uptrend. So that's Nvidia. On the on the bonds, let me tell you something staggering. Um, the zeros, you know, the, I think it's uh, is it Templeton. One of the big houses got an ETF, and it's they they strip the coupon off the the treasuries and they offer you like the most profound duration. What is duration? Duration is the biggest bang for your for your dollar buck that you invest. So if interest rates move, the, I think it's ZRZ, ZRVO, you'll know it better than me, or ZRZO. Uh, I know, I am I trade the shorter term one. So like Bill, I like Bill, and I like even IEF and anything there. Yeah. But is it, a, is it 
is longer. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the dollar dollar bill, y'all. But um, no, what you see, the problem is you. You know, you don't have access to a NISTA contract, okay? So you, you don't really have the leverage. And the problem is if you if you buy the short tenors, either you know, the anything less than ten years, um, you can be right, but you don't make that much money. Yeah. And so to kind of amplify your return, you've got to take on more, we call it duration or maturity in terms of pushing the you know the maturity date further and further. Um, so I we said we talked about this last time we were talking the bang for your buck, but you're so you're thinking the bang for your buck comes from the time on there, and that's what's giving everyone. I mean, it does. I mean, it's just a statistical, you know, boring thing. And that's like, where but, you can turn. So it's a smaller amount for a higher return rather than being right, smaller, big. But then if you're not leveraging it, you're not you're not making a good return. Well, I'm, I'm talking about you know if you've got ten thousand bucks, yeah, um, you will make a hell of a lot more. If you're owning long, long maturity treasuries, then you will owning dollar cash. Um, <laughs> so the stock I was talking about is ZROZ. Um, it is 25 year plus in maturity. Oh. It's a zero coupon, so there's no yield. It's just price, baby. You know, and we're uh -huh. in this for price, yeah. And it's fallen from 200 to 87. Um, the comparison would be the TLT. It fell from 180. You said this is ZROD. Or Z -R -Z. Z -R -Z -R -Z oh, Z-R-O-Z. Interesting. Let me take a look at this. It's too early to buy this. I got, yeah, so. PIMCO. It's the 25-year 25 25-year plus ETF. There Interesting. Because I, I look at TLT. I use all the uh, other ones, whatever, whoever makes TLT, Shy, all those. I think it's Invesco. You know, we'll, we'll bring up a chart of these, you know. And yeah. uh, what you'll see uh, is... The best thing you can say is they haven't made new lows in the last year. You know, everyone's been screaming inflation and these are catastrophically bad assets to own if you think the future is inflationary. I happen to disagree and that gives me uh, the curiosity to want to be long. But again, I keep pleading with the good people trying to make a buck. Um, you gotta align your curiosity and your insight to the price trend. So clearly this is not trending higher. It's trending, it's trended down and then it's been trending sideways and the expectation is going to trend higher. So I'm trying to align a lot of kind of disciplines. And so I say at this point, I've got to have a call option. Okay. I'm just going to have a small amount of my money. Again, we're talking about bang for your buck, right? Yeah. And I'm saying we want to have I want to buy, I don't know, like two or 3% of my portfolio. I want to have that as call option premium. Um, I don't worry what happens today, tomorrow, et cetera. I've got, you know, how many days is it until January the 27th, 2025? It's a lot of days, you know, a hell of a lot of days. And so I'm kind of sitting by, I'm like, I think I'm going to be right. Um, another point, but uh, on those ZROZs, <laughs> Um, the borrow cost, yeah. So the, there's a lot of people shorting them because they think, you know, they think yields are going higher and higher. Yeah. Um, Net shorts even on the treasuries right now, still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, remember, like for every short, there is a long, but yeah. Um, but the cost of the borrow 
on the 25-year plus is 14%. So you could actually sit there and you could own the underlying paper and you could you could lend your stock to the short community. Honestly, that's what I was going to say. I was like, because it seems like these strategies too, we're talking leverage, but if you wanted to go less leverage, but still have exposure, you could just straight up buy the ETF with shares. And then you just, you limit, now you even just eliminated the whole uh, time factor too. So yeah. then if anything, any any theater, I love it, man. <laughs> theater kills, bro. And so I, I feel, so if you, if you were doing something bigger, or you just didn't want less, more leverage. You could. Would you? Would you agree with getting behind the shares, or are you thinking you only hit this with leverage options, and then that's it? Well, I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying that. Um, so let me have a look at the um, the TLT chart. Um, I'm juggling between my screens. Let me put it in. Uh, where is TLT today? Being Thursday, the day before the folks are watching this, it's trading at 100. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm buying the at the money, um, and to your point, like why don't I just buy the paper? Why don't I buy the ETF? I need confirmation, so I'd want to buy. I'd want to increase my position, kind of a, above 110. Like 110, yeah. we're going to the moon, baby. Yeah, once we you get are, your trend, like you're saying, yeah. Give me the trend, and I will just amplify my risk position. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll and I'm I'm comfortable because my call option will be paying me. You know, um, what is the return on the call option? It if we go to 140, I mean, if like this is all just like speculation on the future, I haven't seen the future, but at 140. I think you make like three times your, your money on that thing. So it's a leg in, which allows me to amplify and, and start taking the risk, which is going to, you know, it's going to pay for my next vacation. Well, actually, it's going to pay for my next divorce. Actually, no, I'm never getting married. <laughs> That's funny, man. You're gonna you're gonna think I'm I'm a sicko with this trade because I like the I like the tilt trade. I I actually agree with you. I think it's just gonna be. Uh, I think we have to just sit through the shit show. Let everybody go back again. That's why I'm so obsessed with that theater kills line, man. Because I just think I think there's gonna be a lot of pump fakes on the yield curve. I think there's gonna be a lot of pump fakes with the bonds going back and forth. But what do you think about playing the bond futures? Because <laughs> I've been buying ten-year-long futures anytime I get my impulse, but that's like extreme leverage at that point, though. I mean, for yeah, yeah. anybody watching, Again, it's, don't it's, it's too early for the <laughs> you know, like let, let scale into that as we get to one ten and like really take it above one ten. Um, but then, don't you have the other issue? I mean, I'm I'm Johnny Foreigner, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in a French island in the Caribbean. But don't you have like tax? You like don't U.S. tax citizens have? It's difficult putting it into a tax wrapper. The futures, no. No, it's actually way. I think you actually get way better tax incentives for futures. So is that because you just lose a lot of money and if you you get a big tax write off? They actually just give you. It's like I think because it's it's not recognized. I think how they recognize it, it just allows you like you could take way more losses on futures and then the gains. Like they just write off like dollar for dollar, just how it balances out. I mean, I've only had more positive tax advantages from futures than not. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I ain't your accountant, <laughs> but you know the the basic message. You know, the basic message here is um, we've got an idea. We you know we we've got a kind of an insight. 
Um, we're staking the ground. We've had a year where, despite the hysteria about inflation, um, we haven't made higher yields or price lows. Okay. Um, we're buying like an asymmetric, which is to say we have a defined loss. We're comfortable with that. We've got a lot of time for it to play out. The loss is not going to explode on us because we've got a lot of time. And then if the price starts to get some mojo to the upside, then we're going to come in. And for me, my first thing would be I'd come in and I'd probably take a, a physical position in that uh, ZROZ. Um, and then as we as we climb that thing out of the hole, yeah, we might be looking to scale into your futures. I mean, that's the way we're, 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 we're rehearsing. Investment is all about your plan. I feel like because with all these bond plays, I feel like the problem is that a lot of a lot of people want to just buy it and think at every news event is going to be that confirmation when I guess it seems like we're looking for a confirmation that is going to be way, way bigger or it's potentially a couple more months out, even up to two years out. The, you hit the 30 minute mark and being a capitalist pig. Um, so folks, we're going to lose the, the people who are just not paying. I'm sorry. I mean, you'll probably be able to watch on Josh's channel, but my channel, I'm afraid not. Um, you know, sue me, but you know, I'm pouring my body, my soul, my mind into this stuff. And I don't do anything unless I can make like a million bucks a year. Like, I'm sorry, does that, does that sound harsh? But I got expenses, you know, I, I've, I've got a lifestyle. But seriously, you know, like, I'm a kind of forced on a deviation person and I seek a remuneration. I can't just keep giving free stuff. So we'd love you all to, to continue. Got the Patreon, um, got a bit of a dodgy WhatsApp group thing going on. We're going to sort that. Um, but, you know, we're, we're starting to do Patreon calls. We're doing group things. And, like, the thing that me and Josh are going to discuss next is going to be wicked and you're going to miss it. So, anyway, maybe buy a hat or I know you're giving me the finger, but Asset Capsulist loves you. Anyway, zzz, 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 Josh, let's continue.